So have you guys been enjoying the re- uh, revival? Yeah. It's so funny because, uh, so first of all, Pastor Mara, I know we're going to go a little longer because, yeah. And you guys, same thing, just bear with us, we're going to go a little bit longer. Because we had time to worship, right? Yeah. It's so funny, um, the people of the church who encourage us in different ways. Pastor Mara is like, preach like it's your last, right? And then Russ is like, eh, it's not like there is any souls that are, you know, that are going to be damned if you don't preach right, you know? <laughs> so, so we have those little things, and it's, it's, it's amazing because God gets to use us. So, so as we continue, we're going to continue with uh, 1 Corinthians 31 to 6. And uh, we've, talking about, we've been talking about how we need to encourage ourselves in Christ, just like David did, right? Right? Right. Okay, we, uh, it's, right. We, we just worship. Come on, people. Right? Right. <laughs> We've been, we've, been, we've been talking about encouraging ourselves in Christ just like David did. Amen? Amen. And so um, one of the things as I was thinking about encouraging myself, because I know all of us have stories. I know that all of us, there's a time in life when, you, when this week is going on, you've thought about times when things looked like they were really, really bad. But then at the end, you knew that God came through. Yes. And so for me, that was 2020. So in 2020, 20, 2019... Um, I was gearing to leave a company that I was working for five years, and I was going to start my business. My wife and I, we prayed, and we felt like God was allowing us to go and start a business. So in February, the, third, the, the, the second to third week of February, we opened our company, and it was great. We had all these expectations, and life was good, and we had prayed to God, and, and there was a lot of praying and fasting, and we knew for sure that the Lord was okay with us doing that. But do you guys know what happened the third week and the fourth week of 2020? COVID. COVID happened, right? And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, Lord, did I not hear you right? God, you, we prayed, we fasted, we, we, we had that, that, like we didn't want to do it because we thought we were doing it on our own. But you said, continue, go ahead and do it. And now we are in this place where everything has shut down. I owe the contractor money that he fixed the place, right? I've already bought all these software. I've spent, we've spent all our, most, of, most of the money to pay all these things. And now here is the world that has been shut down. Yeah. That was a hard time in my life. If I knew what I knew today, I would have gone dancing in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not what happened, right? After being on my knees and, and talking to my wife, encouraging me, I'm praying and crying. And the Lord reminded me that we had spoken, that he had spoken. Yeah. He said, go ahead, I'm with you. Because yeah. one of the biggest prayers that I always have, when God calls me, I told God, when you call me, I will go. But there's only one stipulation, you have to come with me. Yeah. Yeah. And that has been my life. And even when we are praying for the business, I was like, Lord, this is scary. I've never done anything like this. So when 2020 happened and I'm really discouraged and I'm like in that place where I don't know what's going on, the voice came and said, I am with you because I sent you. And I'm just thinking about as I read this verse and I was was thinking about, uh, I titled the message, Take Me Back. And the reason why I titled this message, Take Me Back, is because most of the time, when we are going through stuff, like for me, when I was going back, when I was going through stuff in that February 2020, my thought was, I should have stayed in 2019. (laughs) Right? And when we are going through stuff in our lives, our default is, I wish we could go back to that same place that we were. 
This happens when we come face to face with unpleasant things in our life. Our hope is dashed. And, and I know exactly that's what happening to David at this point and his men. They're thinking, man, why did we go fight those battles? Why did we go out there and now our family has been taken? All the stuff that we have has been taken. Why? These guys are wondering, why did we follow David to have had uh, all our families taken away? And so I'm sure, even though the Bible is saying, they are hoping that they could actually go back and reset things. First Samuel 31 to says, Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag. On the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south of Ziklag, attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire. And had taken captive the women and those who were there, from small to great. They did not kill anyone, but they carried them away uh, and went away. Uh, they carried them away and went their way. I want you to know here, it says on the third day, and one of the uh, commentary that says on the third day indicates that David and his men covered about uh, 25 miles a day to march south from Afek to Ziklag. When they arrived, they were tired, they were hungry. They expected all the comfort of a welcome. Let me paint that picture for you. They have gone to fight. It's been 25 miles a day. That is 75 miles they have been walking. They were not driving. They were not riding horses. Right? And they come close. As they come closer, they are excited. It's like when you're going to a place and you're tired, you're, you're almost done with a, a Spartan race, right? <laughs> you're getting closer to finish that Spartan race and you're encouraged and you're coming in. But then from afar, they start seeing smoke. And it's not the smoke that you expect for the food. They come closer and they see that the whole place was burned down. And they are discouraged. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 34, it says, Then David and the people who are with him lifted their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And I felt like God was painting that picture. It's a point of desperation completely where you are. It's not like it just happened when they were strong and everything was going well. It's when they were at the lowest, lowest, lowest point of their life. And so when they say that, the Bible says that they wept until they had no more power to weep. It is truly that is what happened. And at those points in your life, we ask, where is the reset button? Where is my reset button, man? I want to go back. I want to go back to that place where memories were better. But it's not a surprise because most, most of us are just caught in that for the rest of our life. We get to stay in that same place where we say, take me back. We don't look any further. We don't allow God, we don't allow God to give us the eyes to see that tomorrow is going to be better. Yeah. We get caught up in that place and you just want to keep going back. And it's, maybe it's, you want to go back to a particular time in your life. A certain time that things were great. Maybe you, there was something that you said and you want to go back and fix it. Maybe there was a lost love that you were hoping for and then you just get caught up. But guess what? This is where the enemy needs you in a place of desperation. He wants you to stay there because if you stay there and wallow on the past, you can never move forward at all. This is where he holds you hostage. And you guys know that if you are held hostage, separated, then you're going to be conquered. But unfortunately, especially in this world we are, we are always looking back to those things and we think that is the thing that we passed, the thing that we didn't get, the place that we do, the job we didn't get, the spouse we didn't get, all the things that we didn't get, those are the things that we need. But God is saying, no, 
think about David himself. If he's stuck in that one place wallowing about his family, his man's family, all the things they had, would he have gone and fought and captured more than he had already gotten? We end up spending useful resources trying to, be, to get back to what we used to be. Hence the people wanted to stone David. Think about it. Why did they want to stone David? They wanted to stone David because for them, David had taken them to a place they should have been. They forget that this is the same David that had taken them when nobody else wanted to take them. They forgot that this is the David who would actually won wars and taught them all these things, right? And also too, even though he was, there was some things going on with him too, he was still a man of God with the favor of God that was leading him. But they had forgotten that and so they want to stone him because they want to go back. See, other times we are trying to strengthen ourselves with our skills. We have all these connections that we make when things go wrong. But I love what David says. It says, but David strengthened him in the Lord his God. It doesn't just say, because the Bible doesn't waste words. It doesn't say that David strengthened himself in the Lord. It says he strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. He had a relationship with God. He knew that when he calls upon God, that God was going to hear him. I love what Pastor Christo said yesterday. He said, I know that when I talk to God, that he hears me. And until we get to that moment in our life where we can say that whatever is going on in our life, that we can call the Lord our God, we are really not there yet. See, when we get to this place, we have a choice to make. And my first point is this. That was just intro. Are you guys with me? (laughs) My first point is we must decide. Everything has its time. And Solomon put it perfectly in Ecclesiastes 3.4. A time to weep, a time to love, and a time to mourn, and a time to dance. When you look at Samuel 36, it says, Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because of the soul of the people, and I was grieving, and every man for his son and daughter. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. If you really look at that text, David did not strengthen himself when he was weeping. He didn't. It says, wait, go back, okay? It says, now David greeted distress for the people spoke of him because he saw his, the soul of the people, every man was so, and David was training himself. And to me that was so encouraging. You know why it was encouraging? Because when things happen in my life, it's okay for me to be sad. Yeah. It's okay for me to weep. It's okay for me to feel a certain way because I am human. I have emotions, right? But the point is, David was not in that situation for the rest of the time. He had to move on. And what I love about that moment too is, because David realized, when he stopped for a moment, he realized that even the men who are with him were wanting to stone him. He knew he was alone. And it's at this moment where God came and he remembered that God was always going to be there. And I love that. I love that in my life that it doesn't matter what happens in my life. It doesn't matter what's going on in my life. That regardless of what I do, no matter what, everybody deserts me. I know you guys are not, but anyway, for the text purposes, let's continue. That when everybody deserts me, when everything changes, when life changes, that I know that I can still count on my God because He's always going to be there. See, guys, 
Hard things are going to come in our life. And honestly, they're going to catch us off guard. And we will lose strength, we will wail and hurt to a point where it draws our strength. To, but at some point, we have to draw the strength to stop and look around. Because you think about it. I love, I love thinking about, I, I love putting myself in a situation that, that when I read the Bible. So they are crying to the point where they have no more strength, they are just crying, right? But they could have continued crying. Or David would have continued crying. But at some point, he had to stop and listen to what was going on around him. And at that moment, what did he hear? He heard people saying, we're going to stone him. We should stone him because he has put us in this situation. And that's very, very important, especially at the, life, the time that we live right now. Because guess what? There is a lot of wailing on what's going on out there in the world. Oh, COVID this, oh, government this, all these things. And if we do not stop for a moment to listen to God and to listen what's going on, then there is no way we're going to know what we need to do next. We're going to be in that place where I said we're going to be caught in that place where we just go round and round and round because we never step out to know what the world is saying and then compare it to the word of God. David at that moment was quiet and he realized that he was alone and he knew where his strength was going to come from. It's only then when we make a decision when we are quiet. We get to figure out are we going to listen to the voice that's saying close all the churches because there's COVID? Or are we going to cling on to the cross and continue to pray, the, to pray God? Amen. At that moment, we have to decide which, fo- which voice to follow and believe. Yeah. See, because there is no two ways. It's either faith or, faith or fear. You choose one. There's a saying I always say, and I always tell this to my kids all the time, when, especially when I want to bring a point forward, right? It says... Um, when you say yes to one thing, you are saying no to another. Yeah. Right? There is no way you can simultaneously say yes to fear and yes to faith. Yeah. You have to choose one. But is that point is like we get to a point where we feel like we can just be like, yeah, I trust God. Yes, he's going to do this, but then I'm still going to preserve myself. It's faith or fear. And David had a decision to make, and he chose to praise God. He strengthened himself in God. And the reason why he praised God it was because, listen, listen carefully. You guys paying attention? Yes. He praised God. Do you know why he praised God? And why, God, why, why he praised God? Because when you're going through something, something so great and something really, really bad, and you choose to trust God, it warms God's heart. Yeah. He knows that you guys have a relationship. He knows that we have a relationship. Thank you, Amanda. <laughs> see, it's hard to see the people he went to battle with, the same people who he went to battle with and won. It's hard to see them wanting to stone him. Yeah. People who are very proud of him. People who had said great things. But then when things came, when things were shaking, they wanted to stone him. And I think about the life that we are living right now where the enemy has been, have been very successful drawing lines in families. Yeah. Right? The same people that we sat down and dined with. The same people we went to places with. Because we are not planted, because our, our strength is not coming from the Lord, it's just other stuff, those lines become very blurry. And I feel like the same way David looked, is like, man, what happened? 
What happened? And it's that moment that we need to strengthen ourselves with the Lord. Psalms 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present and well-proved help in trouble. I love that. That He is our source of strength. And guess what? He's well-proven. It's already, He's already been there. So tonight I want to remind you that you have the power to decide. Whether you want to go back to the place you are, or you want to move forward towards what God is leading you to. Are you guys with me? My second point is, the right decision cannot be made unless we remember. The right decision cannot be made unless we remember. If we are not prepared, we'll be paralyzed by the things that come our way. If we are not prepared, we'll be paralyzed. And part of, part, of remember, part of being prepared is remembering the things you need to do when it comes to those times when the things are going wrong. Yeah. That's why the army and the military train over and over and over. Because guess what? When they get to a point where they are attacked, they have to remember their preparation and the things that they have done. First yes. yeah. Peter 1.13 says, So prepare your mind for action and exercise, exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. And one of the, uh, the versions says, Therefore, gird up your loins of your mind. To gird up your loins of your mind is to get rid of loose and sloppy thinking. Yes. To bring the rational and reflective power of your mind under control. It means to control what you think about those things you decide to set your mind on. Yes. And what are we asked to set our mind on? The word of God. Yes. Because if we remember the word of God, it doesn't matter what happens because we can always go back to there. The best way to make sure that we will make the best decision every single time is to hide the word of God in our hearts. See, we cannot encourage ourselves on empty. I'll let that one sink. We can never encourage ourselves on empty. Some of us, we go in, we fill up our tank in the morning, and maybe Sunday, we, we come here on Sunday and Wednesday, and then by the time we get home, the tank is empty. Mm-hmm. Monday, something comes up, what are you going to fill yourself with? How are you going to encourage yourself if you're empty? Yeah. Are we spending time in the Word of God? On, are we spending time in the Word of God, or are we just waiting for us to pull up to the gas tank and just be filled, and then we walk around empty all the time? Yeah. How are we going to be able to encourage other people? Because you think so. I mean, nothing against the 200 men that, that Dave did not go with David. But you know what? How are you going to be able to help the people that are moving forward? How are you going to be able to encourage our pastors? How are you going to be able to encourage your brothers and sisters? How are you going to be able to lead your family if you are running on empty? What has God done, what has God done in your life so far? What has God said to you in the past? Are there promises that he has fulfilled? It's, uh, it was 2020. Now we're in 2020 still. 2020 was a very interesting year. <laughs> so 2020, um, everybody, you know, most, we are seeing the, the COVID come through China. And, you know, we are seeing them build hospitals overnight. And we're just like, oh, my goodness. Wow, too bad for those people. What's, what's going on, right? <laughs> right? I'm like, wow, how can they, how, it must be really bad, baby. Look, look at them, like they just built two hospitals overnight. There's something wrong, right? Anyway, really do we know that it's going to come to a bedroom, right? Um, <laughs> and so, 
So it's 2020, and I, I don't remember uh, when I got sick, but I did get sick. Disclosure, full disclosure. But before I got sick, it was very interesting. Because the Lord kept telling me, and it was very, very, very clear. He said, this sickness is not going to end in death. And I... I kind of fearful for a minute there. I'm like, Lord, am I going to get this thing? You know, because it was, it was a couple of months before I actually got sick. He's like, this sickness is not going to end in death. And I was like, Lord, does that mean I'm going to, you know, you start counting things. But I'm like, okay, but is that for other people or is it for me? <laughs> I'm like, Lord, I'm going to pray for them, right? <laughs> and then he continued uh, a week or two weeks later. He told me, there is no way around with this. It's only through this. I was like, Lord, this is getting real, right? <laughs> so long story short, I did up getting COVID. And man, you know, you first get it for the first time and all the media is showing all these death and you're like, I'm going to die, right? <laughs> I came to America, I'm going to die in America. <laughs> so, but I remember during the day as the moments that I would be conscious out of this unconsciousness, I would remember what the Lord told me. He would say, this sickness is not going to end in death. And honestly, there are times when I will sit in my bed and I will recite that in me. I will be like, this sickness is not going to end in death. This sickness is not going to end in death, right? But I, I had to encourage myself. I had to encourage myself with the word that God had put in my heart. So when I say hide, your word, hide the word of God in your heart, I'm talking about something that I've experienced. Because my outlook to what was going on would not have been the same if I did not have that word of God in my heart. So let us draw from what God has done in our life. See, for we who are Christians, we have stories, we have victories. We, have, we know that, that, that people can walk on water. We know that Moses can speak to a rock to get water. We know that God created a path, right? We know that the ravens fed Elijah, right? Draw from your stories. Draw from everything that God has done in your life. And if you run out of that, then draw from the Bible because it gives you a lot of ton of examples. Because guess what? The same God that did those things is the same God that's doing them today. So there is no doubt that we can be able to encourage ourselves. The only thing is we are lazy to encouraging ourselves. We want to complain like Pastor Christos said yesterday. Instead of praising God and saying, God, you've done this before. You can do this for me as well. And for you who don't know the, uh, Christ, whether you're here or you're online, the Bible has a list of promises that you can inherit today. Like literally, you can change your life and give your life to Christ and all these promises become yours. Some of the promises is I will never leave you or forsake you. Deuteronomy 31.6 So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you or abandon you. And that's for all of us. And he's proven himself. And if you're still here, that means you went through 2020 and 2021 and he did not fail you. And you are still here and you're still strong. And one of my favorite, Matthew 6.33, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. 
So what you're saying, Lord, is if I seek you, just do this one thing. Seek you with everything I have. All these other things, security, encouragement, all these things will be added to me. Sign me up. Young people, you paying attention? David was only able to draw from that which was installed in him when he was a young boy. He was only able to draw from what was installed in him when he was a young boy. Don't wait until you get older or when things become better or you go to school or you get a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever. Draw from the Lord right now. Fill your tank right now because those are the things that are going to be helping you. You know, you are living in a very exciting and a very terrifying time. Depends on what you're looking, how you look at it. It's either very exciting or very terrifying. You know, I'm from Africa. If you guys don't know that, I'll tell the kids. Everybody else has heard my stories. (laughs) And I love uh, real TV, you know, reality TV. I get to watch wildlife because that's not edited. You cannot tell them to do something or screech, right? And so one of the most, the most beautiful phenomena that goes on is the migration of the wild beast. So what that means is you have about probably like 10 million wild beasts that go from, and, and part of it, the zebras, there's gazelles in there, and they go from Uganda and they cross Kenya every July to like August. I'm talking about if you stand here and you're looking maybe like uh, maybe 2,000 acres, right? It's all covered. You can't even see the grass anywhere. Okay? You cannot see any grass. Like there is, it is one of the most... Go, go Google it today, after church, not right now. <laughs> Why do I share that? Because the interesting thing with that is it is one of the prime time for animals to hunt. The lions, they just wait. They don't even have to run because these wild beasts are coming and they just pick one. The leopards, everything just picks them off. Guess what? But guess what? The group, the group that survives... Because even in that midst of all that, there are babies which are born. They say that three times the babies are born in that herd. Okay? So if you're talking about maybe three million, you're talking about nine million babies are born in there. And how do we know that those babies survive? Because the year after, they're going to do the same journey. But do you know which babies survive? The ones that stay in the middle of the herd. Okay? The ones that stay in the middle of the herd, those are the only ones that survive. And as I was praying over this word, God was clearly telling me, for you young people, that's why I'm looking at you guys, that the only way you're going to survive this time is going to be either a very exciting time where you are in the Sahara and you're enjoying the protection of the herd, or you're going to be on the side where some of the animals that are take, taken apart are the ones that walk away and go to the side, right? If you want to be here tomorrow to continue to enjoy the things of God, you're going to be centered in the church. There is no way around it. We are in very, very serious times where you have to choose where you're going to be. And if you choose to be in the middle of the herd, you're going to be okay. But if you choose to be on the outside, it's not going to be good for you at all. I've seen it. Amen? Amen. My number three. Are we guys together? Yes. All right. Where, when, we, when we remember, we take action. When we remember, we take action. First Samuel 37 says, Then David said to that guy, the priest 
uh, that guy's son. Please bring the ephod to me and uh, be, be that guy. Brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord and said, Shall I pursue the troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. We must be willing to act. Because we can pray. We can encourage ourselves. We can do all those things. But guess what? The fruits of encouragement must be seen through the actions that we take. The fruit of, of our encouragement must be seen through the action we take. Pastor Christo said the enemy cannot stop you, but just he can render you useless. If we are sitting there and we are not willing to take that one step. Can you think about David? If he went through all that stuff and cheered his men and then just sat there and didn't tell them, let's go and pursue those people and get our families back. Would he have gotten his families back? Okay, are we awake? (laughs) We must encourage ourselves to take the next step. We must encourage ourselves to take the next step. And I'm asking you, what is that next step that you need to take in your life today? What is that step that you need to take in your life today? Friends, 2022 will have its challenges. As a matter of fact, God has said it's going to be a hard year. But guess what? He said if you're planted, He will see you through. He will walk with you. There will be moments when you feel bad. You're like, man, I know 2021 was, was bad. But man, I want to go back to 2021. But you've got to take action and continue moving forward. Yeah. You've got to keep pushing and saying, you know what? I want to be in the middle. I want to continue moving. Regardless of what's happening on the outside, I want to continue moving forward. Yeah. There's great news, though. There is one that does never change, and his name is God. Amen. It doesn't matter what's going on. The Lord our God is always going to be there. See, David went from desperation to having everything restored to him and much more. See, tonight I want to pray for you. That that which the enemy has stolen will be restored. That you may have strength to dust off, forget the threats, take the rightful position as sons and daughters of Christ, and march on. All right, two people. Good job, Amanda. Let me say that one more time. Okay. Maybe I should say it in Swahili. Then you guys will listen. I'm praying that we may forget the threats, take the rightful position as sons and daughters of Christ, and we can go on and march on. Do you guys believe that? See, David is about to be stoned by angry, wounded crowd. He doesn't say, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, guys. Let's, let's go. Come on. Let's Let's, let's continue. He says, one more time, let's go. And that's the same we need. He doesn't stand there and say, hey, excuse me, guy, let's move on. He's like, listen, guys, I've talked to God, and God has said we can do this. Are you guys with me? He's done this before for us. He's going to continue doing it. He's already said there is victory. Who is with me? I love one of the commenters said, David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. This wasn't some kind of rah-rah, cheerleading kind of positive thinking mumbo-jumbo. This was the strength of the living God making itself real in the life and the hearts of a hurting man. This is a strength for recognition, strength for brokenness, strength for repentance, strength for determination to win back what the enemy had stolen. This is the same strength that would raise Jesus from the dead. 
There was no playing. And I feel like we are just so timid. We are so timid. We have a God who's won it. We have a God who's gone before us. We have a God who's given us victory. But yet we are walking like people who have already been defeated. Come on now. See, as I close, I want to remind you that you have a decision to make this year. And that decision you make will affect everybody around you. David had a decision to make. And that decision affected the soldiers. It affected their families. Even the cows and the sheep were taken were affected as well. We are one body. Body of Christ. And how you choose to encourage yourself will either fail us or is going to encourage us. How you choose to encourage yourself. It's not about you people. Otherwise you'll be in a church all by yourself. We are one body. We've been called to move on. David did not say, hey guys, guess what? You guys continue crying. I'm going to go get him. He said, who's coming with me? Let's go do it. And guess what? Well, even when he came back, he did not discourage the ones who are left. He said, you know what? We did this because sometimes I'm gonna, God is going to ask you to do 10%. Other time he's going to ask you to do 90. And it's okay for that because that's the God we serve. Are you guys with me? Let's all Stand up. Russ. Lord, we worship you tonight, God. We glorify your holy name, Father, because, Lord, you've given us everything we need, oh God. Lord, even when David was encouraging himself, Father, he didn't have the Bible, Father. He didn't have all these examples of the people that you've encouraged, the victories you've given, O King of Glory, Father, the things you've overcome, O King of Glory, Father, the promises that are out there, God. But yet, Lord, you encourage him, and he encouraged himself in the Lord Jesus. So I pray, mighty King of glory, God, that, Lord, we are not passive in the mighty name of Jesus, God. The Lord, we may move forward in strength, O King of glory, Father. That we know, Jehovah God, you've gone before us, O God. You've cleared the work of the enemy, King of glory, God. Jehovah God, you've given us victory, Lord. That no matter what comes our way, O Lord, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we fear no evil, God. Because, Lord, you've given us victory, mighty King of glory, God. So, God, I pray, Father, for strength in us, O God. For strength for our Christian brothers and sisters, O God. For strength, Jehovah God, to even go out there and shine your light, O King of glory, Father, that when the world is cowering and everything is shaking, Lord, that when people look at us, O King of glory, God, that they can wonder, Father, that they can wonder what's going on with us, O God, and Jehovah God, we can point them to the same light, Father, where peace is found, O God. Jehovah God, encourage us today, O King of glory, Father. We thank you, Father Jesus, for you are here, Lord. Jehovah God, you've, you've redeemed people today, God. You've broken chains, O King of glory, God. You cut addictions, O King of glory, Jehovah God, Father. You've set people free, mighty King of glory, God. And Jehovah God, we want to worship you and praise you, King of glory, Father. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done here, God. Because what you've done here, Lord, it's a great thing, oh God. We worship you and praise you in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. And all the people says, Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today online. I want to encourage you to like our Facebook page, follow us on social media. If you're a regular watcher of Patreon online, would you please send us a message because we want to get to know you, we want to be connected with you. Make sure you like and share this video, and we'll see you next week at Faith and Victory Church. We love you. Have a great day.